Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Right on. Thank you for joining for our first live Q&A call for Body Love Lab. I am Jeanette Ma, the Good Vibe Coach, and I have been gathering questions from you guys over the last week since you've been tuned in to the first module of our course. So I have a couple of questions to get to here, but I'd love to give priority to those who are dialed in. So if anyone who's dialed in has a question on any of the material from our module one of the course, let's get to that first. And then if you have a question that's not related to module one, we'll get to that next. And then I've got all of the email questions <laughs> that came in. <laughs> so I got a, our work is cut out for us here today, but let's start with live questions from anyone who's dialed in. Excuse me, this is Brenda. I'll just start with a really quick one. Um, I have a I have a, a a clear vision of you know what I want for for my body and however and you did mention this in the introduction call that it's it's very powerful to focus on one thing at a time. Um, I do have three areas of um, that I'd like to see improvement in and have you ever had um success um you know I remember you saying that sometimes it's it can be it, it, although it's powerful to zero in on one thing um you've also had mm-hmm. found it a, you know a good thing to have more than one uh ball in the air so that you're not so zeroed in on you know, uh, getting results from that one thing. Have you ever had results of uh, with more than one thing at the same yeah. time? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely have. In fact, I was thinking that um, if for anyone who might have multiple desires for um, the results they want in this course, it might be wise to find one, find an intention that it covers all of them, you know, like my overarching intention, the one that covers pretty much any little specific, I don't want to say little specifics, big specifics that I want with my body, I give myself the instruction, the intention that I hold is thrive, optimize, beautify. I know that's it sounds like three things, not one, but I kind of have it all rolled into one and it covers a lot of things. So I, I kind of like the idea of looking at what our multiple desires have in common and tapping into something that covers those, you know, with one intention. That can be a way to go here. But, Brenda, we have had so much success when we don't focus too much on the thing we want, right? Like when we distract ourselves or we get dialed in on something else. I mean, there's so often magic that happens when we don't – make too big a deal about the thing that we really want to see happen. So for that reason, I can understand the wisdom in picking a couple of different things to play with at once. 
But I also am a fan of one thing at a time because I've had tremendous success when I focus my my creative powers on one particular thing. So there isn't – I've had success with all of those approaches, and I know others have as well, so there isn't any wrong or right answer about uh, what to intend and what to focus on for results in this course, but I would suggest that you listen to guidance around it. You know, if you imagine your happy end result, high level and specific, get that in mind, how good that feels, how happy you are, and then ask yourself, okay, so what's the best approach for me in this course? Focus on one thing, have a couple of different things to play with, or just set one intention that's like the umbrella intention that covers everything, or or whatever feels best to you is what we're want to we're going to want to go with because there is no wrong or right around this. I don't know if that's helpful or not, though, Brenda. Oh yeah, very yeah. helpful. <laughs> whatever guidance says. <laughs> very helpful. My guidance is saying um, an umbrella intention, like with uh, rich, rich feelings, uh, rich adjectives, how I want to feel. Oh well, I just got goosebumps as soon as you said that. So that's my inner truth. Uh, bell going off so yeah I think that will serve you well and other people might have a totally different answer but we want to respect whatever feels best to us because there's a there's a part of us an, an inner wisdom that knows what's going to serve us best and when we tune in and listen for that that's the way we're going to want to go each and every time that's a really good question Brenda thank you for starting off our call with that beautiful answer thank you so much okay who else is uh, do we have any live listeners who have a question they want to ask before we go to email questions. Hey, Jeanette, this is Jamie. Yeah, great. Let's hear it, Jamie. Um, I just posted this, um, and I just thought it might be a really great segue from what you just said when you were speaking um, with Brenda, because you mentioned, you know, really um, zeroing in on your inner guidance and, um whatever feels natural and right. And I just wondered, could you elaborate on that just a little bit on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, how do you personally or how do you um, recommend others sort of just zeroing in on that? I don't even know if you would call it your instincts or your um, just what what your your gut feeling to be the right direction to go um, when it comes to just, you know, um, figuring out which direction your intentions should go? That's a really, really good question. And I think that this is even worth um, finding uh, a guest for us, frankly, uh, on I'm thinking of the 10 Life Skills post that I wrote last month. Anne Bolander is um, writing a chapter on this subject. (laughs) It isn't. It isn't this book isn't published yet, but it's a really good chapter and I want to make it available to everyone because I think it answers the question perfectly and she is the expert on this. So, um I will be forwarding that that resource even if I have to just separate that chapter from the book. I'm sure she'll give me permission to share it. But but let's talk about that right now. So, the reason when I was um, responding to Brenda when I said what we want to do is we want to tap into our happy ending first. We want to focus ourselves on what we want and then listen for guidance. That first step where we make sure we're pointed where we want to go is an important one because I've listened to Abraham respond to people before 
when they say that, look, they did what felt right to them, but it didn't give them the, the results that they wanted. And Abraham said that, look, when you're following those hunches or those inner nudges, <laughs> you want to make sure you're aligned to what you want, because if you're not, those nudges aren't going to take you to that result. Those nudges and hunches that we get are taking us to whatever we're focused on. So it is a it is a very important step for us to make sure that we're plugged into the frequency or the vibration of what we want before we tune in to listen for what that inner wisdom is. So before we do any tuning in, we we get ourselves pointed where we want to go, which we can do it a variety of ways. One, whether we're just seeing the picture of it or hearing the words of it, whether it's what we would say about ourselves or what someone else might say to us or what we might say to someone else about ourselves. Um, we can feel the feelings of it. Um, there, there are a variety of things we can do to connect with that reality. And once we've done that, and the way that I know I've done that is I'm feeling a click for, of alignment. You know, like it feels like um, I've dialed off of anxiety and stress and worry, and I plug into relief and happiness and gratitude perhaps. You know, I don't know exactly what the feelings are, but when I feel the vibration shift, I was afraid those dogs were going to hear the FedEx guy at the neighbor's house. <laughs> I'll let them finish parking for a second. And have a net edit this out. Oh no, he's coming to our house. I'm sorry, you guys. This is going to take a second here. Ooh, someone's getting something cool. Hmm. Wonder what I ordered. Hmm. Oh, but Jojo's a good boy. Jojo's a good boy staying here. So Jojo just had his surgery last week, and he's not allowed to lay on a carpet. He's got to be on a blanket or a tile or. Linoleum only, so we don't want him to move. Hunter Joe, you're such a good boy. You're such a good boy. Okay, off he goes. Thanks, guys. You did a good job. Okay. Um, so, the way that I know that I've clicked in is by feeling the 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 shift in in my feelings, in my emotional state. So, if when I can feel myself get off of wondering or worrying and on to ta-da, <laughs> sometimes it feels like ta-da, or happiness or relief, whatever it is. That's when I know I've made the switch. Oh, it's me and the neighbors are getting packages. Okay, um, so once I'm pointed where I want to go, then our practice for listening to that inner guidance or intuition or gut feeling or whatever feels best, we can call it a wide, wide, wide variety of things. Whatever the label is for it, the way we recognize it, it's whatever feels best. Like, um, And I often recognize mine because it will give me uh, goosebumps or um, chill bumps, some people call them. That's kind of my sign that I just dialed into something that my inner being really agrees with. So if I if I tune in, and, and sometimes I don't get immediate answers. Sometimes the information comes to us on delay, like when we're not listening for it or we're not thinking about it, which is why so many people will do something like take a walk or a shower in order to let those answers come because it's when we get distracted and we're doing something else that uh, those answers can come in. For me, they often come in in the early morning hours. So um, I think that's an e – in fact, Wayne Dyer, didn't he used to tell stories about how he'd wake up at 4 a.m. and he would stay awake because he always had such a powerful connection with Source that um, he got really good information at that particular time of day. And we each might have 
a, a different process or a different habit of connecting with this information. Some people might journal in order to access it. Some people might just do something like um, ask their higher power, whoever you might address, angels, God, guides, whoever, source energy, all it is, um, for input. And when I do that, I remember to ask it to make it obvious and to please deliver it quickly. <laughs> make it obvious, make it fast, make it good. Um, but I kind of feel like I would like to listen to some others' input. Those of you who are tuned in, what would you guys suggest for tips on how to listen to that inner guidance, how to tune into it and open up for answers from that source within? Anyone got any tips they want to share? For me, it's just um, regular meditation and and sitting quietly. Um, even when I'm not, I don't have any particular intention around anything in particular. Um, what often when I when I wake up in the morning, and before I actually become consciously awake, I'll receive um, I'll receive guidance right or inspiration, like in a feel a feeling sense. I'll wake up with a different feeling sense. So, you know, and and I think that sometimes we make this out harder to be than it is because it, I think it can be as simple as anything that feels good to you, any idea, any any inspiration, any nudge that you get that feel, that you feel any excitement for or any relief around, or if it's got any juice for you, I think that it's that's how you recognize it as inner guidance. It isn't necessarily something that we might feel like. I'm imagining Esther Hicks when she's channeling Abraham. Like that's a, I would imagine, I don't know, because I don't know what it is to channel something like that. That seems like an obvious process. Whereas tuning in for inner guidance, the experience for me is pretty subtle. If it feels good, I know that my inner being agrees with it. I've learned this from Abraham, that our inner being will not join us in a thought that it does not agree with. And when it doesn't join us in that thought, it doesn't feel good. So anytime it does feel good, if I think a thought that feels better, that's a sign my inner being agrees with it. And that's good enough for me. I don't need any more sign than that. Um, and the, the key for us that I think makes it even easier to receive this kind of information is to act on it, right? When we receive it, to take it seriously, even though I'm dead here talking about not making this too big a deal and being light and easy about it. But when we when we um, honor it, I think that allows it to flow even better. So it becomes a more natural and automatic process. I know many have talked about the the way to get really good at this is just to practice again and again and again with the intention to hear it and then honoring whatever we get from it. That makes it easier to hear. There are some really great resources from a variety of authors on this subject. I'm thinking Laura Day has a book called Practical Intuition. Sonia Choquette, oh, she's written a couple of books that I know others have found really helpful. I've got a couple of hers on my shelf as well. Um, I will. I do want to get that chapter from Anne to everyone because I think this would be a, a great time to answer that. I, and, and I like this question a lot. The reason I'm spending some time with this is because um, – Jamie, when we have conflicting input, and I think everyone can relate to this, when we have external experts who are telling us what we should be doing, 
when we have friends and family, well, sometimes they're, they're acting as the experts. They know really well. Um, sometimes it's our doctors. Sometimes it's um, our, our own past experience, like our gremlins sometimes will try and take the reins and tell us what we should be doing. So it's really easy for us to have different sources of input that aren't necessarily high vibrational. And to be able to discern the difference is really helpful in this work because I think one of the biggest um, sabotages that we experience is listening to someone or something above our own inner wisdom. So learning to recognize that inner wisdom and honoring it above all else, it's an important part of this work. I don't know if this is helpful, Jamie. Are you you got any oh, yeah. questions around I'm that? Like, yeah, I've got like three pages of notes. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think one of the first things that you said is, a, you know, a fear of mine, which is um, not being um, – and I don't want to use the word precisely, but not being in the right vibration and then taking inspired action um, as opposed to being for sure in the right vibration and then listening. And so I think that was my primary concern. Like, I know it's really important to be in the right place before you sort of tune in and listen because otherwise maybe it's not coming, you know, from, for the best interest of you. Maybe it's coming from some other place that you need to get out of some negative place. You know, and, and that speaks to the the value of self-awareness, right, so that we can be um, very clear about where we're pointed and, you know, what we're dialed in on, what we're vibrating. In fact, uh, Joel Osteen had a quote today. I bet I saved it. I bet I saved it, and I bet it's easy for me to get to it because I liked it so much. I think this is it. Oh, no, it wasn't Joel Osteen. It was <laughs> – how funny that I get these mixed up. Uh, it was a tut note. <laughs> 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 so, oh, yeah, here he says, oh, your physical senses give you many perks, smelling the flowers, sipping the cocoa, reading the funnies, and feeling the velvet, to name just a few. But perhaps their greatest gift lies in presenting you with the opportunity to assess the world around you at any given point in your life to compare what you think you've been thinking to what you've really been thinking. <laughs> I had to read that twice to uh, understand what he's saying, and I'm not even sure that I do. But I love that he's acknowledging how easy it is for us to fool ourselves about what we think we've been thinking. Because right. a lot of times I can I can believe that I am tuned into all good things, but someone will hear me say something, or I'll hear myself say something to someone else, that's kind of like a little red flag goes up and says, oh, that's a, that's a reflection of a worry or a doubt or a fear or an anxiety. And and I consider myself fairly self-aware. <laughs> this happens to me. So it's a skill. And I think one way we can enhance this is to set an intention for ourselves because whatever we say, so shall it be. So if I say that I'm really good at, um, realizing what my vibration is, and I'm really good at shifting it, that I have a high level of self-awareness that serves me in creating what I want. If I can get some sort of story or set an intention along those lines, that's going to make this whole process a lot easier. And in, in fact, Jamie, and I just got goosebumps when I had the thought, I should actually set that intention for myself during this course because I am not above 
being dialed in differently than I think I am. It happens to the best of us. So Yeah, I really like that. Thank you. Yeah, so here's for here's all of us getting better at that and using our powers to smooth out that process by just declaring it so that we are getting better at this. We do have skills and if we start even looking at how that's so in our life, like if I can if I can congratulate myself for being aware of something that I noticed that might have gone under the radar before and just chalk that up as yet another moment with, that shows how good I am at recognizing what I'm vibrating and how good I am at tuning in to my inner guidance and how good I am at shifting my vibration on a dime, then it's our work is going to be a lot easier. So yay for that. Um, anyone else have something they want to add on the topic of listening to inner guidance? I hadn't even finished saying that when I had, I know one thing I want to say is that in one of our modules, we're focusing on listening skills and one of, we're going to cover that in a variety of ways, listening not only to our inner guidance, but also to our bodies and being able to discern what input from the external world is helpful and what is there for us to just release. So we will definitely cover that in more detail, but it was worth addressing up front. So thank you for that question, Jamie. Much appreciated. Thank you. So um, who else is dialed in who has a question for us before we go to email questions? Okay, well, maybe you'll think of one as I start reading some of the things that have come in over the past week. So... Ooh, we had some really juicy stuff. And a lot of these will be more clear as we go through the module, so we don't have to get a full handle on all of this right now because we're going into much more detail and depth with these subjects later on in the course. But I don't want to just say, oh, we're getting that later and skip it. <laughs> because if it's a question right now, let's address it. Okay, so here is one asking about... Um, yeah, the input that we get from other people about what we're supposed to do for our health. Uh, this question came in in a couple of different forms. Um, one person is asking about, um, well, actually, I'm trying to think, who did I get permission from to read their questions word for word? I guess I should have asked everyone, can I read this in? Well, I'll just keep it anonymous. Here's one that sums up a lot of these questions pretty well, I think. How do you handle people pressuring you to get cancer screenings like mammograms? I get people telling me I am irresponsible, but my instincts are that the hyper-focus on testing and looking for something is the wrong way to go about it. I want to come up with a way to gently brush them off while keeping my vibration where I want it to be, and that's the hard part for me when I let people get in my head. You guys, this is actually one reason why this course exists, because that I had this very same experience. I could have written this question. Um, that a, a lot of people don't see things the way some of us do when, you know, those of us who are tuned into what our creative power is for not just creating our reality, but creating our health. Well, I guess that's the same thing. That there are plenty of others who don't see it that way. And when we do not follow their rules, they're going to be very vocal about letting us know how irresponsible is actually a really good word. So, um, there are there are a variety of ways we can do this. One, <laughs> we gather in circles like this where we don't feel as strange or as um, out of the ordinary or irresponsible. 
as the rest of the world does who practices that, you know, following whatever rules they've decided to honor. So when we connect with like-minded people, it makes it easier for us to feel good about what we're choosing and what other people are doing and what they think about what we should be doing is a lot easier to dismiss because we're not doing it solo. We know that there are others who who would who would support this decision and there are others who think this is the smartest thing we could do. That makes it a lot easier for me to remind myself that I'm not alone. There are smart people who agree with me on this and um, it makes it easier for me to practice. Another thing is to stay well uh, plugged into how you believe the world works. And I shared how I believe that is in the first module. I did it very briefly. But I've been studying this material for a long time, over well, about 15 years, and I still, I still plug in to the the ideas that I already know. I mean, I've listened to Abraham. I cannot count how many times I've listened to an Abraham CD or read one of their books, listened to one of their meditations, and I still do it because I like the repetition of the of how the system works. That makes it easier for me to trust it, easier to believe it when the whole rest of my life was devoted to a lot of contrary programming. So staying close to the ideas that I believe serve me, that's that's one way that I counter all of that contrary input as well. But another thing we can do is limit that input. If there are sources or people or, I don't know, we wherever we get a lot of it, we can use our discretionary powers to tune that out. So there might be people that we just decide, hey, this is not a subject I'm going to talk with you about, or maybe it's people we don't talk to much at all. Maybe there are newspapers or websites or news programs that we watch less of. Wherever it is that we're getting that input, if you've got an opportunity to shut that down, that can be helpful as well. So you're not even challenging yourself by exposing yourself to it. You're just being very uh, conscious and deliberate about sifting what you let in and what you don't. Um, what are some other ways where we can practice this? Um, here's, a, here's a tip that's been helpful for me, and that's to remember that we don't all have to agree, that when someone else sees it differently, and, and this is very helpful when someone who is very passionate about how they see it is very interested in making sure that the rest of the world agrees with them, I let it be okay that they ha they have it their way and I have it mine. So I, I, I don't have to question my own beliefs because someone else sees it differently. I can know that we each get to be right. This is actually one of the ten tenets of conscious creators where everyone gets to be right and we're all creating our own truth. So it's fine that someone else sees it differently. I don't have to try to change their mind and I don't have to feel any discord because they see it different than I do. It's totally fine. That helps me a lot, um, and it helps keep me out of those challenging conversations that I've had enough of to last a lifetime. <laughs> don't need to do any more of those. <laughs> I can just smile and say, that's cool. You do it your way. I'll do it mine. Um, and there can be some ways of responding to that kind of input where you can, you can let them know that mm, – you're not going to be joining them in that practice. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I, I see it a little differently and not even elaborating. A lot of people will see it as a good opportunity to maybe 
clue someone else in who maybe is ready for a different way of looking at the world. I'm not one who does a whole lot of that. Uh, if someone asks me, then I might elaborate, but I don't, I don't find myself doing unsolicited education about my perspective on the world. Um, so I'm thinking of when it's more than just suggestions or recommendations, but when it's mandatory, like when I was in corporate world, I had a boss who told us flu shots were mandatory. And it wasn't it wasn't from him. It was from, like, corporate. It was like they were telling everyone we had to get flu shots. And uh, I was not down with that. And he was not down that I was not down. <laughs> so we did, go, we did go a little head-to-head with each other on it. I cannot remember if I if I got a flu shot or not. I'm pretty sure I didn't. But I might have just told him that I did. And he might have just decided to let it slide that there wasn't any record that I actually did. I can't, it was so long ago, I can't remember how that was handled. But there can be some situations where it might feel a little more challenging to, um, to just opt out of. Ooh, I had one with my, with my vet a week ago when the vet was saying that we absolutely must have, uh, they were removing some, a mass, a growth from, from one of my dogs. And he wanted to get it tested, and I did not. And he felt pretty strongly about it, and I did too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I don't know if if the person who asked that question or is anyone or anyone who asked a variation of that question is anyone dialed in to respond whether that was helpful or not, or whether they want to elaborate with a follow up question. This is Brenda. I had um, I, I find that the best way. Uh, that I found is just to arm myself with all kinds of um, either information and, or people who are like thinkers. For instance, after I, uh, you know that um, that video series that went around the truth about cancer with Ty Bollinger. Mm-hmm. Um, af- after that, like I was pretty solid about some things before, but I could still be talked into having, say, a mammogram, right? And mm-hmm. I've only ever had one in my life, and. I then, after that, it didn't feel right. I thought, this the same, right? For me, for me, <laughs> emphasize. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my doctor's office called to, um, I guess doctor's offices will call and solicit appointments now, <laughs> and they were encouraging me to, you know, set up an appointment to come in and, you know, have all these tests, the yearly test of, for this and that, and a, and a mammogram. And as soon as she started onto those things um because i had immersed myself in mm-hmm. in you know areas of study uh, through that video series and and other avenues i i could feel i i was done trying to explain anymore and i said i won't be doing that uh, i said that's my choice and i i will not be having a mammogram and i I think I named some other test, and she and she backed right up. Oh, that's fine. Like, <laughs> I bet she's responding to your confidence, right? I mean, I could feel. Oh, I can't describe. It was all. It was reflex. It wasn't even thought about. Um, I could feel in my solar plexus as soon as she opened her mouth to suggest those things. I could feel like this strong brick wall go up and um there was no other way to respond other than that but 
I think, you know what that is, Brenda? I think this is a perfect example of our first question about tuning in for, for that guidance from, from Jamie. Like, because mm-hmm. that's what you were feeling, right? Like that, that inner, that you had a, a, a strength or a knowing or a, a very clear direction yeah. that was being delivered to you that came from, I mean, it seems to me that that came from inner guidance. I don't think anyone ever really knows what another's experience is, but it sure sounds like that to me. It definitely felt like like that to me because it wasn't anything I thought about or I didn't sit there on the other end of the line going, now how can I get out of this? (laughs) It was just, (laughs) it was um, a wall that came up right then and uh, instantly and I couldn't even, I couldn't contain it within myself Mm -hmm. to say, I will not be having that. I will not be doing that. End of story. And she could sense my energy and backed backed right off. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't rude or impolite. I just said no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I can relate to this and and you know, the the important part of this course that I I'm going to ask everyone, I'm probably going to repeat this so often people are going to get tired of hearing it. The the important thing I want everyone to know is that we are each our own best expert. No one else knows better for us. So, Brenda, I am highly inclined to agree with you on your perspective of opting out of those um, preventative testing measures, mm-hmm. all forms of them, um, that's that's easy for me to know for myself personally. This is not my highest joy. This is there isn't any part of me that says yes for that. But I I recognize that for someone else that could very well be what. Um, what takes them to their highest level of health. So someone else may get a completely different answer on this, which is why it's important for us to be able to get our own answer rather than letting someone else run our show because someone, no one else knows for us. They think they do. God bless them. And sometimes it's hearing from them that helps us know for ourselves, just like your experience, Brenda, when someone else suggesting that you do, it, you got a very clear answer there. Nope, this is not for me. And someone else might have been having a very different response. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that first, even if it's the first time they've ever done it or maybe they're regular, who knows? Who knows why? But we have to find our own answers because we can't rely on the external inputs or the experts to tell us what's best for us. That's where we go wrong, that we've stopped listening to our, our own inner wisdom, our own bodies to know what our path to, to highest um, healing and thriving is. Absolutely. I have a friend who, um, unlike me, uh, unless if she she knows it's time for her yearly physical, she actually can't think straight about much of anything until she books that appointment and has her physical, mm. so she can have someone oh. else tell her peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So she can have her peace of mind. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. My um, my boyfriend or ex boyfriend, whatever we're going to call him, he's the same way. Where he wouldn't dream of missing it. I mean, he's like clockwork every year getting his annual. And he, for him, it feels like he's being responsible. He feels like um, it's adding to his health. Despite the fact that the whole time I read the book, I can't remember the guy's name. And I know I'm even blanking on the title. Oh, Less Medicine, More Health, written by a doctor. I forget his name. But the whole time I was reading that book, I would pause because this isn't, channeled by Abraham, right? I mean, this is someone that if anyone's going to 
be able to get through to rest. <laughs> it's someone from this uh, part of, of his world. And he just was not having it. <laughs> it was not ringing true for him in any way, shape, or form. And, and I had to learn, Jeanette, maybe he knows best. I, I was... I was having some judgment that he's not paying attention. He's not really asking himself the questions about what's best for him. He's just following the routine because he's doing what he's supposed to do. But I don't know, and he didn't ask me for help. So I really shouldn't be um, telling him what I think I know is best for him. So uh, I don't know if that's if this is if we're, I'm offering anything helpful on this question or not. But I think that much like you experienced, Brenda, by by being plugged into the material, it helps us have more confidence. And when I say material, I mean material that inspires us, whatever feels right to us, because it could be completely different things for each of us. That can help us have more confidence in our own um, our, our own truth so that we're not as easily talked out of it when someone else has a different idea for us. So anyone else yeah. have, a, have something they want to chime in with on that question? Because this is another important one, I believe. Hey, Jeanette, it's Jennifer Cruz. How are you doing? Oh, Jennifer, glad you made it. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I came on right when you were reading my questions, so thank you. Oh, right on. <laughs> good timing. But um, I really appreciate this conversation, and I'll just tell you what came up for me, especially this last part, is that I spent 46 years, well, maybe 45 years, I think I got one like nine months ago, trying to remember the omni authority of me. And, like, I think that's what we're talking about, right, is, like, I don't have to let the doctor tell me what to do. If it doesn't feel right to me, I'm the best expert to your earlier point. The thing that you just helped me recognize is how I also need to be rec- to recognize that other people are the best expert for them. And so if I'm telling them what to do, then I'm trying to take their authority. So it's the same way the doctor might try to take it from me. Exactly. Well, yeah, I've I, done that myself, like trying to tell Russ. You shouldn't yeah. go to the doctor unless you have a problem. He says it right here. <laughs> I'm quoting it yeah. in the book. It's like, Jeanette, leave him alone. He's, what he's doing is working for him. Leave him alone. Yeah. It's important because a big place, this place where it really shows up for me is with my parents who are now in their 70s and who are facing real health problems. And I'm, they're not going about their own care the way I want them to, but it's kind of a, a very convoluted thing because ultimately I'm going to have some responsibility for them. But maybe I don't. Like maybe I'm taking too much responsibility for what they're doing. I should let them be where they are. Jennifer, you're making me laugh because I've actually said to us, okay, well, when you get sick, don't think I'm going to sit with you through it all. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, what I know. That's, that's how I feel. Like if you're going to do these things that I know I'm right, then expect me to pick up the piece. Like I get into that kind of thing. Yeah, I totally Yeah, and, you know, and, th- and that's my, that's my, when we talk about self-awareness, that was my red flag that here I was anticipating that if Russ kept up this routine that he was practicing, because he does a variety of things that I I wouldn't practice myself, I think are irresponsible. Um, and I, I recognize that I was entertaining the thought that if he keeps this up, he's going to have a price to pay. And I thought, you're, you're co-creating his illness, Jeanette? And I don't even know co-creating because I don't think he's creating it. So here I am projecting problems on him when that – if I were using my creative power responsibly, that's probably not how I would engage it. So, yeah, um, to each his own, and everyone gets to be right. And if someone else is going to do it different, it's a good opportunity for us to practice being okay with it, that everyone doesn't agree. And uh, what I also like, too, is I didn't, I didn't say much about this, Jennifer, but I think it's worth um, – 
speaking to because sometimes the input that we get from others is really helpful, very crucial in that it helps us know for sure what's for us and what isn't. Because a lot of times I don't really know my own mind until someone tells me what they think. And then I, I can tell based on how I respond to that whether I agree or not. In fact, um, some people ask if, you know, I ever, if I go to psychics, and I haven't been in a very long time, but when I do, I go not because I think they're telling me what's going to happen, but because it's just yet another source of when someone says something, I can know whether that's, whether I'm down with that or not. Like when years and years and years ago when I was married, this is back in the 90s, when I was married and the um, astrologer tarot card reader said to me, you are, ooh, something's shaking your marriage to the foundation, this big problem. Oh, there was all sorts of bad cards. And um, she said, bad news, other woman, all sorts of interesting things. And and she said, but, she flips over a card, but your marriage will prevail. You will, so you'll see through this and you'll have a stronger marriage after you've gone through this. And as soon as she said that, I felt in the pit, and this is, I didn't know this before, I knew my mar- I knew things weren't smooth, but I didn't know until she said you're going to stay married that I did not want to stay married because I, I felt literally sick to my stomach, and that's when I knew I wanted to be divorced. I did not know that before I sat at her table. So sometimes when the doctor says to us um, this, that, or the other, it helps us know our own mind better, and and that's why it's that's why we have an entire module devoted to listening skills so that we will have the confidence to know ourselves what answers are truly ours and what to dismiss when others put it in. But sometimes it's that input that helps us know. So it's, I'm not saying never listen to another doctor or never, you know, tune in to, for another interview from a health expert. Sometimes it, that's actually how we find our best answers based on our response to that input. I don't know if that makes any sense. Does, and it's incredibly wise. I love it. Thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, Jennifer, while we've got you unmuted, um, what other questions did you want to run by us? Because I'd said at the top of the call you weren't here for this, but I wanted to give priority to those who were dialed in live. So what, what's another question you'd love for us to field? Oh, thank you. I, I, what I would really love is maybe to talk about the question I had about setting intentions for my kids. Because um, my children are three and six, mm-hmm. and I know from some of the energy work I've done, like this energy healer talked about the fact that I can actually, you know, do energy work for them since they're not old enough to do it yet. And I guess I'm sort of struggling with this whole kind of the authority question, like how much authority mm-hmm. can I take over their health versus letting them kind of have their own experience. And just as mm-hmm. an example, my daughter, uh, I sent my daughter for a test with this holistic healer, and she came back that my daughter has fungus, like an airborne fungus, not uncommon. And I don't know, I was starting to wonder, am I, like, looking for things wrong with her? Like, she seems fine, you know, and I guess it's sort of, I don't even know if I can formulate the question other than to say, I'm not sure how to apply this with respect to my kids. Maybe that's really Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. And the easy answer here, I want to elaborate further, but the easy short answer on this one is what I learned from Abraham, which is the best thing we can do for anyone else under any circumstances is to see them thriving to get used to the vision, the feeling, the vibration of them at their best, whether that's, you know, this applies to whatever they might be experiencing in their life, but certainly for their health as well. So if we can get really familiar and very practiced at 
the the vision and the words and the feeling of our ki- our kids doing very well. I'm sure you don't just want your kids to do well just in their health, but thriving in general. Um, I would start practicing that vision, that feeling, those words. However I can acclimate myself to that experience for them, that's the best thing I can do for them. And also, if I listen to any of that inner guidance, and, and I'm going to have to know the difference between my guidance and my gremlins. My ex, um, just before I dialed in, uh, I, I was telling Nancy that I, I picked up foster kittens early. I wasn't supposed to get them until after the call today, but I, I got them right before I dialed in. And as I was getting the mama cat set up in the in the guest bedroom, I recognized she's got a sneeze. And I thought, okay, so she's got upper respiratory. And and I was thinking, I hope the kittens don't get it. And I thought, you better keep everyone nice and fat and healthy so those kittens don't get this bug. And as I walked out of the room, I thought, you better go wash your hands because I got cats of my own. I don't want them to get sick. And so I my phone rang right then, and my ex, called and he said what are you doing and I said uh just got the kittens I'm washing my hands she's got upper respiratory and I said I gotta wash my hands I might have to change my clothes and he said stop he he yelled at me like this stop do not do this to your other cats he said they're not going to get sick if you stop thinking about them getting sick the only reason anyone would come up with any bug is if you're worried about a bug okay that could, that's I get it he's right if I'm focused on that then no matter how careful I am with my protocol on washing hands or changing clothes or limiting exposure or disinfecting, I'll get whatever I'm focused on. So if I am worried about every other cat getting up a respiratory, guess what? It's likely going to happen. And it's possible for me to break every rule of uh, <laughs> of contamination. And, you know, you wouldn't believe some of the things, but I understand why they do it. I could I could break all of those rules and no one would get sick if I'm in vibrational alignment to everyone thriving. So it isn't so much that I've got to do all of, I've got to take all of the actions, the right actions in order to make sure everyone's healthy and find the right vibration for everyone healthy. And it may also be that the easiest way for me to believe everyone will be healthy is by washing my hands and changing my clothes. But what I hadn't done was taken a minute to tune into because like I said, I got these guys a little quicker than I did, and I did set an intention this morning in the shower for happy, healthy mom and kitties. So I did lay some tracks down, but I can do way better than that. Um, so here I was taking action before I was really finding the vibration of it. So my first job is find the vibration of what's going of what I want for those around me, the loved ones in my world. And as I practice that feeling, I'll honor whatever inspirations come to me, if it is wash your hands and change your clothes, then I will do it. And if it is something else, I will do that too. If it's nothing, I won't do anything. But i got to find the vibration of it first. So that's the long answer to Abraham's suggestion that we we practice seeing them at their best. Because when we can do that, we are offering our highest power to help them um, be their best. Does that make sense? It's amazing. It makes so much sense. It, um, you know, it answered a lot of my other questions around, like, to treat or not to treat. Cause with, it's one thing for myself to skip the stress through antibiotics, but when I skip it for my kids, it's that whole irresponsibility thing again, right? Like, that's obviously one of my gremlins. And, um, yeah, I think what, what I'm really getting is, you know, get in alignment with them thriving, and then if my next inspiration is to treat or is to do something, then that's the right inspiration, but I'll have to yeah. do it from 
fear. I'm doing it. Yes. Oh. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Perfectly well said. I love that you brought up fear. So if we, if all we did was tune in to, am I taking this action out of fear or am I taking this action out of, um, out of alignment with what I want? Uh, Sometimes we can be. We can be in alignment with fear, so I can't just say it's either fear or it's aligned, because you can be aligned with a negative outcome and fear does run that show. But uh, am I taking this action out of trying to prevent what I don't want, don't want or am I taking this action um, out of inspiration to support what I do want? That they can be com- this totally same action and completely different vibrations uh, that are <laughs> – I know what you're doing. How cute is this? Okay, so uh, my ex who was <laughs> running an errand for me, he was picking up some stuff for the dogs. I told him I had kittens, and he, I just saw him sneak upstairs to go look at the new kitties. <laughs> they are irresistible. They're so freaking cute. Um, yeah, so, to, and again, this goes back to our self-awareness, right? To be to be aware of um, just, like, if, I, if I'm honest with myself, was I washing my hands out of, I was washing my hands out of habit, you guys, because that's how I was trained. You know, as a foster mom who's lost her share of kittens to distemper and a wide variety of scary things, they do a lot of education about what you're supposed to do. So it wasn't even, I didn't even check in with my own guidance. I didn't even check in where you pointed and what feels best. I just walked out of the room, and part of this is because I was rushed uh, I wanted to hurry and get her set up with the litter and food before I dialed in for this call. And um, you know what? Often our habits are not <laughs> what serves us best. If they aren't, those are the habits we want to change. And that's one of my intentions with this course is to create a new default for my own self. So it becomes natural for me to point myself where I want to go and to honor my inspiration above all else rather than operating out of, the programmed and conditioned rules before I even stop and ask myself, hey, is this actually, you know, inspired action? And that, boy, I got to say, it's, I got to say that if I were dealing with kids, I, I read a lot about the controversy with vaccinations. And, boy, did you just even hear me take a breath? Like, it would be hard for me to sort out what I felt best about. I don't vaccinate my dogs or my cats. I don't keep them up to date. I had a cat that died of autoimmune disease, and the vet said that's because I was I was so regular on her vaccinations, she never missed anything. And he said that I revved up her autoimmune system so often with those regular shots that it turned on itself. I had, Before that, I had never known that vaccinations could be bad for someone. But these are cats and dogs. And it's a very different story to send kids off into the world without their vaccinations than it is my dogs and cats who basically, they don't really go into the world. I mean, we, we kind of hang out here. I, I, I might have a completely different approach to this if I were raising kids than I do with my dogs and my cats and myself. So I, does, are there any parents here who want to chime in on, on this? They're darling, aren't they? <laughs> I know, right? She's super friendly. They said she was semi-feral. No, she's the friendliest cat like I have in this house. <laughs> he says friendlier than any of his cats do. Sorry for the distraction, guys. Um, anyone want to chime in on this one? Because this is a really another really good question from Jennifer. I mean, I don't have – this is Jamie. I don't have an answer, but I can 
say that the struggle is real because I think it's so easy for um, doctors or experts to put that seed of doubt and that seed of fear that, that, you know, you start questioning and it gets very hard to really zero in on, you know, what it is you truly want because you don't want to be selfish. You don't want to make a decision based out of your habit, for example. So it, it can mm-hmm. be challenging for sure. Well, and, and also even thinking about like um, other people calling us irresponsible for our own health. That's one thing. Having to own that because you're in charge of someone else and you are in charge of your kids to the as far as the action goes. You're not in charge of them vibrationally, but you are in charge of them for whether we're going to the doctor for shots or not and a wide variety of other things. I got to say, uh, feeling out what feels best to you, that one would take me a minute to do because there – and if you, if you recognize the vibrational thought forms that exist out there in the world from all the people who have such strong feelings on both sides of this, that can make it even more challenging for us to know our own hearts because all of that other input is flowing. And, you know, when someone has a really strong, um, when someone's flowing really strong energy, it's easy to get swept up in it. So being able to um, disengage from that, not because we disagree with it, but just long enough to find our own answer, that's an important Thing. And I, I gotta say, whenever I feel like something's a big deal and I, I feel a little stumped with it or a little challenged, I call in the big guns. I set intentions or I put out requests for angels, God, universal manager, guides, anyone I could call on. I ask them to help me know the best thing to do and just to make it more clear for myself what that answer is. I'm a big, big, big fan of that, especially if it involves children. Really good question, Jennifer. Thanks for that. And, Jamie, thanks for chiming in. Yeah, thank you so much. Jennifer, let's hear another one from you. I know you had a couple of good ones for us. Where else do you want to take this conversation today? Um, Well, thank you, Jeanette. I I guess the other thing is I feel like we sort of answered it, but maybe I'll just be sure. so that same woman who identified that my daughter had a fungus, I had sort of like, what this woman does, she's a holistic healer. You send a DNA sample, like a little saliva sample, and she'll tell you what's going on with your body. And then she gives you vibrational remedies, which address just the thing that you want corrected, let's say. So it, so when you compare this to the whole range of, of medical approaches, she's definitely more on our end of the spectrum, right? Right. Um, although I was cracking up when I got the ingredients for my remedy, it said wa- the ingredients were water and electrical charge. And I was like, I might be being taken to the cleaners in, but I, <laughs> in a way that only people who have extra money can be taken to the cleaners. <laughs> I was cracking up. But, I mean, I love what she's doing, and she's helped friends of ours who had Lyme. And I sent her my DNA because I had a tick, and I was worried about Lyme, and I was getting a headache. And she said, yeah, you have the spirochete, you know. Um, and so I just started to wonder if I was looking, you know, a teacher of mine said, it seems like you were looking for that. Like you were worried about Lyme, kind of like with the, the kitties and the distemper. Like I was really worried about it. And so anyway, she gave me this one remedy and I stopped taking it since I started this course, which was interesting. I decided I'm, I don't know that I need it and I'm just taking it because I've gotten it and thought maybe better I shouldn't. 
But anyway, I have, like, a wellness visit with her just for I wanted to say, okay, like, let's find everything. This is how I was approaching it. Let's find everything wrong with my body so you can fix it with your remedy. And that I just started to think after I got into this course, I just started to think maybe that was not the right way to go about this. Well, like, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm sorry, I was going to add, I, so Jeanette, you know, as we've been emailing over the last week, it's been a pretty intense week in terms of what's surfaced since like starting this course, but I think I've approached my body for a very long time of, like, something's wrong. And I started to realize how unfair that is to do to my body because my body's amazing. So that's sort of what's behind this question. Oh, my gosh, yeah, unfair and unhelpful. In fact, I was just thinking about, I want to make a note, I want to talk about Bashar's permission slips, but I also wanted to say that uh, the same action can have completely different results based on the energy behind it. So if I wash my hands out of fear of spreading this germ to every other cat in my household, I'm much more likely to create that reality. If I wash my hands out of um, just good habits, out of just a good protocol, being responsible, I'm probably going to have a different outcome. If I if I wash my hands knowing that uh, as I do this, I'm embracing uh, everyone's highest health. Like I was trying to imagine a positive, a neutral, and a um, and a negative. Like it's it isn't the action that matters. Remember Abraham tells us. It isn't the action that you take that matters. It's the vibration behind it that makes all the difference. So I can take my supplement, and if I take my supplement because I'm trying to fix something that's wrong, and I'm really hoping this fixes it, and I really don't want to keep experiencing this negative result, whatever it is, that's going to be really hard for that supplement to fix it. If I take this supplement with um, with an expectation or with a familiarity with the vibration of, thriving of healing of of um optimizing that's going to have a very different result so it's not that the you have to ask yourself is this important or not it's that if i'm going to do this can i do this with the vibration of highest health and healing or whatever words you want to find for it this is why our homework in our first module is to get clear on what our intentions are so we have the words for what it is that we're creating and if you can if you can hold that in mind and then and then consider this whether whether it's taking a medication or keeping an appointment or seeing a healer or whatever it might be that if what oh, I'm going to try and say this succinctly cuz I know we're near the top of the hour, and I didn't want to have a two-hour Q&A call, but, um, but I'm totally willing to stay on the line until anyone, uh, it's for everyone to get their questions answered. Um, I feel it out within myself, and if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. So if I feel neutral, then it's not for me. If I feel a strong no, it's obviously not for me. It's only if I feel some sort of excitement or pull to it. Do you guys, are you familiar with the... Um, um, kinesiology, you know, the muscle testing, or, or some people will use a pendulum. Like they'll even be they'll be the human pendulum where they'll be at the grocery store and they'll hold something that they're considering, and if they'll notice whether their body sways forward or backward, and it's just so imperceptible that no one would even know what you're doing as you're testing. Does anyone here practice that? Yeah, I do. This is Jennifer. I do. Right on. Okay, so if if you if you are 
if you're plugged into your intention of a positive body experience for that for yourself and for your children and you consider whatever it is that you're thinking about you'll get that answer in in that method that you've been practicing there are a wide variety of ways for us to do that but if you if you've been engaging one regularly before it's, you probably got enough trust in it that it's easy to get your answer i would imagine right 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 I have a yeah. lot of stuff that – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say now that you mentioned it, uh, what I did last night is I, I just started using a pendulum like a month ago, a uh, crystal pendulum, and I did ask. I have two appointments coming up. One's a Mayan abdominal massage for one thing I'm dealing with, and the other is this kind of more proactive, I was thinking of it, proactive uh, session. And I got yes on the abdominal massage, which I already knew is what I wanted to do, and I already knew I really didn't want to go to this other appointment, and the pendulum told me no. So I had to smile because I already knew. It's like click your glass, your ruby slippers together, right? Right on. Well, I well, I love the confirmation you got about trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. I was going to say I've had things before that I was really excited about at first, and then it wanes pretty quickly. And and I've wondered, okay, well, does that mean I've just lost enthusiasm for it, or does this mean my alignment work is slipping, or does it mean that this thing is not for me anymore? And I think it can be any of those things. Again, our self-awareness is pretty important here. And that's why a big focus in this course is going to be regularly engaging our alignment work so we don't have to stop and ask ourselves every time, okay, well, have I been more worried about what I don't want than I am excited about what I do want? Whatever it is that I'm choosing for myself because if I don't know that, nothing that I do is going to take me there. So I have to practice that vibration first. And once we've got that one down in a, in a really regular way, then um, when when something changes, Bashar talks about permission slips. He says that um, all these different tools we have for our healing or for getting what we want, he said you could just think of them as a permission slip where you are saying uh, giving yourself permission to say yes to what you want. And he said the permission slip in itself, whether it's a prescription or a massage therapist or a crystal or who knows what it might be. I just went to go see my favorite energy worker a couple weeks ago. Whatever it is, he said, it's just a permission slip. It's You are the one who's allowing the the results to happen. But you're using it. You're... Um, you're using this tool to let yourself get there. So the tool the tool in itself is not what's powerful, but it is what allows you to access your power. And he says there's absolutely nothing wrong with using the tool because a lot of people will have judgment thinking, oh, well, if I'm the one who's so powerful, then I don't really need this crystal. I don't really need to spend this money on this prescription or whatever. And he says there's, there's don't have any judgment around that because – these different tools have different vibrations, and that's why each of us will respond differently to them. Brenda, I'm thinking about how Nancy raved about when, as you know, the shampoo, or the it's not shampoo. She gets mad at me every time I call it shampoo. So she raved about it, raved and raved and raved. I was so, ooh, remember what I was saying earlier, how when someone else has really strong energy, it's easy to get swept up in it? Yeah, well, I remember um, that conversation, huh? Yeah, and and I may also have been more dialed in on, ooh, I got something, something's up with my hair. I really want to do something different. Like, I may have been dialed more on problem than on good thing. Anyway, long story short, 
I had a very different experience with when than Nancy did. And and that's funny, because uh, I didn't actually have a negative experience until um, someone wrote me saying, uh, are you aware of all the problems that other people have had with when, because I was raving about it on Facebook? Because I had a really te- I had great, great temporary experience with it. Long story short, when is fabulous for Nancy and not so fabulous for others. And that doesn't mean that there there is anything wrong with that particular permission slip it's just for each of us to find out what where we're what our own vibrational resonance is because um we'll each have a different response to different tools i have sent i because i am a raving fan of lanaya king she's the the healer that i absolutely rave about every time i talk about her i Someone says, oh, wow, I should go see her because I'm a raving fan. And then they go see her, and some of them have great experiences and some of them don't. It's not because Lanaya herself is so magic. It's because whenever we plug into the the permission slip that serves us best, that's where the magic comes from. So being able to recognize when we are, where those tools are for us and where they're not, that's that's much of what we're doing in this work together, and that all comes down to learning how to trust ourselves and the answers that we get within about what serves us and what doesn't. It's a really cool thing when we get good at it. <laughs> very empowering, very liberating. Okay. Um, who else has got a question for us today? Let me Flip over to our chat room and see if anyone's typed anything in chat. I'm not seeing anything there. Does anyone else dialed in have anything for us? I have a question about your kitties. This is Larry. Let's hear it. Hey, Larry, good to hear you. Uh, Yeah. uh, I took in a cat once that was amazing, but it was to the extreme, so it was one after another, after another, after another, and then a break for a few seconds, and then more sneezing. And so, you know, in 15 minutes, there's been 50 sneezes. Or you're, Are you having that kind of sneezing? No. Hers is, I know what you're talking about. I And I when I have, when one of my animals has done that, um, I think that's from allergies. The one she's doing is, it's something that, like, uh, she's got a bug in her head. I don't know how I know the difference, but... Maybe it's just from fostering a wide variety, but I can tell the difference usually between an allergic sneeze and uh, someone's got a virus sneeze. So, okay. yeah, this one turned out to be a virus. All my kitties got it, and uh, I did have a little trouble with. I had, I couldn't find it where I'm at now, but uh, I, the vet had a. They said it was Tylenol and a decongestant, and it took about six hours. It was an injection. It took about six hours to even start, which threw uh-huh. me. But uh, they were having such trouble breathing and oh, not yeah. wanting to eat, you know, that, that I had a kitten that was really having it rough, and I don't know if it would have made it without the injection. But the rest of them all made it. But I guess it's one of those things where once they get it, it tends to recur. But it... It, no. Yeah, I think it gets better each time. So, you know, I've got kitties that got the bug, but they don't get sick anymore. But uh, <laughs> right if on. I take in a new one and it gets sick, then I kind of go through it again. 
because I guess they can still pass it on. You know, and, and I love this as an opportunity for us to check in on the stories that we're telling about it because as I contemplated, um, I, I saw her, she's eating, I could tell, oh, she's got a bug, and I looked over at these, these kittens that are now, they're like six days old, and, uh, and I was thinking, you know, if when they get so decongested, it can make them lose their appetite because they aren't smelling and so they're not eating. Anyway, I started thinking uh, what the problems could be and how I'd solved them before, and then I started thinking about how when this has happened before and it's been no big deal, you know, like, and I, and I love that I started to catch that. I mean, I will be getting way more deliberate about this after I hang up on this call, but I could already start to feel myself turn in the direction of, you know, I've had cats before who had this and no one else got it. I've even had kittens that had a, a sick mom and they didn't get it. And I started thinking about how this mom could heal really quickly. Like, well, she's out of the stressful environment now. Um, she's she's in a very peaceful place. She's going to get top-notch care. She's uh, She seems pretty happy. She doesn't seem stressed out. So I would imagine her immune system is going to be getting stronger every day. So as I give myself reasons to believe in the outcome that I want, I make it easier to experience that one. Because as Bashar would say, you know, and, and many quantum physicists would tell us, the leading ones have signed off on this, that the, it's, the multiple worlds theory says that everything that could happen is happening. All of these different versions of reality are unfolding on some level. Abraham talks about that on a vibrational level. And mm-hmm. the one that we experience is all a matter of what we're vibrating, which frequency are we tuned into. That's the one that we are going to be aware of. So if, all I have to do is learn to, um, Lisa Hayes talks about it as navigating, just navigate myself or direct myself to the reality that I prefer. And when I do that by thinking the thoughts that feel better and giving myself reasons to believe that what I want is totally doable, then I'm helping to choose that reality over some of the others. So it's kind of an interesting, there are a variety of ways we can go about this, but um, paying attention to the story that we're telling is really helpful. This goes back again to our self-awareness and the importance of that in recognizing where we're pointing, which direction we're headed, so that we can uh, shift that up if necessary. Just like my ex telling me, stop talking about cats getting sick at your house. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you're in a, uh, a subject there that's really interested me a lot. Of where are you giving your power away to somebody else when you go see them? I know. Or school when you take it on uh, and and things like that. And what is your set point? I mean, I uh, was living kind of on a magic style for a while, and then it all crashed. But I was in a lot of fear, and uh, and I ended up having to go back to figuring everything that I was doing sort of by magic. And I really didn't know what did I do wrong or how to get it back. Uh, And so there's a lot of how do you tell issues that people don't discuss much. (laughs) So I I appreciate your trying to put in a heck of an effort there, but it's just (laughs) like what's your guide to know what are you fit for for the moment? Where can you trust your energy work and where should you be more traditional? Uh, Boy, yeah, and, and, you know, I've got to watch my own self because I feel so strongly about things for myself that I want to make sure that I'm not telling someone else that. Like, look, I will rave about Lanaya all day, but I don't think I should ever be telling anyone, you should go see her. 
I might maybe suggest, hey, you should go look at her website and see if you get a yes or a no on it. But, but I, I want to remember that it isn't the action. <laughs> I did this with my um, – I was raving about uh, this kombucha tea that I started drinking and and I I had to remember I had to remind myself it's just like Nancy with when okay it works great for her and if it's if it rings someone else's bell then it will make it it'll get on their radar some way somehow it isn't my job to tell them hey this thing is a freaking amazing you might want to check it out that's not my job and any time that I think I do know what's best for someone else I am operating under a major illusion because all that serves us is to plug into what we want to experience vibrationally and then trust our inner guidance to take us there. It will tell us if there's anything for us to do, it will make it obvious to us. So if anyone hears me during the course of this um, gathering saying something like, never have a mammogram, that's something sounds like something I might say, (laughs) or hey, kombucha tea is amazing, or watch out for that when. Those actions, I cannot, no one can tell you what actions are going to serve you or not. The same way you guys don't know the ones for me. I don't even know the ones for me. The, the, the person inside of me, that wise one inside of me, that's who knows. I don't even know my own self. If I don't check in with that part, whatever I want to call it, and there are a wide variety of names for it, if I don't check in with that, then that information remains elusive because no one else knows. And again, I'm not saying that we don't sometimes get that clarity when someone else tells us something, but it's based on how we respond to it rather than just thinking someone else must know better. Um, Larry, you said something else that I wanted to elaborate on, too, around, oh, well, we this, is a, this will be another um, thing that we focus on in a future module, but but if we could start paying attention to where we are resisting, where we're pushing against, where we're saying not this as if it were a problem or as if this is something we don't want, that's worth recognizing because whatever, we, whatever we're focused on, we're empowering. We're making it bigger. We're making it stronger. We're making it more real. <laughs> so we're, one of the things we're going to learn to do really well is to make peace with what is and to drop resistance to what we don't want, we can make peace with the very thing that might sound terrible so that we're not creating that outcome. And that can seem really counterintuitive at times. So that is a definite skill that will serve us in this course. But I don't want to get ahead of myself. Anyone else got any questions for us before we wrap up our call today? Okay, I I will probably, I think we hit on a lot of the things that were emailed in the conversations that we had, but if not, I will respond to those separately. And um, if anyone has a question that you either didn't get a chance to ask on this live call or it just comes up later in the week, go ahead and shoot me an email. And be on the lookout for module number two arriving on cannot believe it's going to be the 27th next week, but a week from today, you'll receive module number two. In the meantime, what I'd love for you to be doing is, um, for those of you who haven't finished your homework yet, that do get to that so you're clear about what your intentions are for this. And if you come up with any obstacles or questions in that process, shoot me a note so I can help you out with that because that is an important part of what we're doing here. Not that you won't be doing this. Some people might pick up new intentions as we go through the course. That's perfectly fine. I'm not saying if you don't get it down now, then it's too late. Um, it's not that at all, but it is an important step 
for you to just get yourself pointed where you want to go. So thanks, everyone, for entertaining me on this discussion today. I really appreciated your very valuable questions, and I look forward to our next gathering. Thank you so much, Jeanette. This was just an awesome Q&A. Thanks awesome. for being here, Brenda. Big love. Thanks, Jamie. Bye, Jennifer. Bye, Bye Larry. Everyone. Bye. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.